no longer, Mr. Robot? Uh, the robot roll call ended. I got to Crow at the end, so it's over. I don't understand that reference. Mystery Science Theater 3000, man. Crow at the end. It's a part in the theme song to Mystery Science Theater 3000 where they go, robot, roll call, and then they name all the robots that are the little guys there with him. And oh. the last one is Crow. And then they sing the outro to the theme song. That's it. It must have been too long since I've seen it. I didn't watch any of the reboot. Uh, neither did I. I intended to, but it just never happened. Much along the lines of like the Twilight Zone reboot and all those other things. I intended to. Never happened. On the list. Well, now it's on the list forever. Because Twilight Zone is over. This means you can jump in anytime. That's true. Yeah. Good evening, JJ. Hello. Good evening, Michael. Hello. I earned 1,000... No. I didn't even make it one minute before I misspoke on the 250th episode. Great start. 250 episodes. It's the big one. It's the one I made a promise on. I got to keep it. Oh, boy. It's a nice round number, 250. It means absolutely nothing, but it's good. it looks good on paper. It's a solid number. It makes you feel like you're really accomplishing, you know? Yeah, it's a yeah. quarter of the way to 1,000. And speaking of 1,000, I made 18,000 coins from four hits. <laughs> that seems an impressive rate of return. Love it. Yeah. Wyatt Glover is a, is a money machine. So the real problem is that Wyatt Glover is very bad at baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Welcome, Hello. everyone, to the 250th episode of We Were Gamers, a podcast wherein we uh, we talk about everything gaming, and sometimes gaming is fake games on the internet. And it's a real game. Gaming's just, you know. <laughs> sometimes gaming's <laughs> not even gaming, like, you know, Marvel shows and stuff. It's going to be a full show. Let's start with baseball. We're already here. Yeah. Michael, I'm sorry. <laughs> No worries. I uh, I hear you guys are champions again. Yeah, we did we're it. number one. We we're number, number one. one. One tiger, many stripes. That's right. Uh, yeah, every stripe is a new is part of the one tiger. Uh, really great to to be champions again. Uh, we we did no longer ascend. Interesting. So, Michael, I think you remember us talking about uh, when the crabs won and they disappeared. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they don't do that anymore. I think they decided that maybe that wasn't the best idea in the world. Or or they didn't want to wait long enough to see that premise bear out to like something fun, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the meantime, uh, the crabs appear to have fallen back from wherever it was that they were. And are uh, in old form. They're a top team already. And they were joined by three other teams that no one has ever heard of before, but who already have championships listed under their team. Very interesting. Ooh, ex- expansion teams? Somehow? Yeah, expansion uh, teams. Yes. Re- re-expansions? I mean, it sounds like they they all were champions at one point. It's weird to me that in this kind of simulator, they don't really give a bonus to a championship anymore. I So, I mean, at least now, when the Tigers won the championship this season, their stats were boosted. They have a bonus now. Well, first off, they the entire team gained a trait. Yeah. Uh, and the players all gained an evolution, which seems to have raised their star their minimum level of stars to one. Whereas okay. before some of some people had less than one star, which is a thing you could have. Yeah. Or zero in some cases. And so in some cases that like buffs a player significantly, right? If they had like no stars in some stats, all of a sudden it went to one. That's like that's significant. Uh, the uh, problem is that we uh, did not gain a significant amount of stuff and lost players and, and now have a shelled player, Michael, who is stuck in a peanut shell. 
peanuts for the peanut god. Yeah, but he can't yeah. he can't play baseball while he's in a peanut so he, shell. So we're right. just losing games now. Yeah, so he just goes up and strikes out uh, every time. Yeah, uh, it's a bummer. It's, it's sad because yeah. we've lost multiple games by like two runs. And he was something. Yeah. And you're like, dude, if this dude had played, yeah. <laughs> we could have had so many more runs potentially. Yeah. Do you know how to unshell a player? What are we supposed to do? So at least in the past, players have been unshelled by birds, where the birds peck them out of the shell. So we need to throw peanuts during bird games or something? I guess, yeah. I I, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't either. I feel like I could help, but I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> Blaseball, the Blaze, game. Blaseball. <laughs> I feel like I could help, but I don't know what to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's also the uh, the addition of all this new stuff that they've added at the end of the season with more. You know, we talked about items. They've added more items. I don't think anybody knows if there, any of them are any better than before. I think people have ascertained that they are certainly different because these are the first items that trigger when weather triggers. Right. So there's an item that triggers every time the flooding weather triggers and sweep. So there's one of the weathers, it's called flooding, and when it triggers, any runners that are on base are swept away to the dugout or potentially swept away to elsewhere, quote-unquote, which is like being shelled, except that sometimes you return later. Uh, It's just like, oh, I guess it's different from being shelled. You're straight up not there, so they don't go up to bat either. Yeah. Shelled Um, player costs us the game. Yeah. Uh, there's also one that triggers every time the black hole weather triggers and steals wins. Or not steals, but uh, removes wins. Jeez. And you can get coins when either of those events happen, which is interesting. Uh, there's also now an item to get coins whenever someone steals a base, which is not something you were able to do before either. Uh, but I am most interested in the thing that will let you access the stadium building, which seems like it will be a thing this season. So... Starting soon. I mean, explain. (laughs) Well, no one knows because it hasn't happened yet as of this recording. (laughs) Uh, But it seems that there will be some sort of mechanic to maybe investing coins or maybe doing something else into choosing a type of stadium. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then based on the type of stadium that you have, uh, there will be various penalties or bonuses applied to games played there. You know what's weird is that they've added all this stuff and yet... I had expected more on the front page of like, okay, this is everything that's going on and more explaining and all that sort of stuff. Um, They give you a schedule though, which is like really nice. Very helpful, but you're still left to uh, peruse many a wiki or uh, discord to try and figure out what the heck is going on. I think part of that is part of the fun of the game. It's just like, it's this insane impenetrable thing. And yeah, if you want to like get down with the crazy people on the baseball discord and like learn about what actually is happening underneath the insanity, you can, but you don't have to. And the game is still fun when you don't. Sure. Sure. It, it is like a, uh, you can enjoy this game on lots of different levels, right? You can get like really into the lore. There's a lot of people on that discord who are super into lore, uh, which is all fan made and like fan curated and run by fans. And if you think like Kingdom Hearts has crazy lore, dude, <laughs> Blaseball. Blaze you know what Blaseball um, has, uh, Michael? What's that? They have champagne flutes and popcorn <laughs> and stale popcorn and chips and hamburgers and hot dogs and sunflower seeds and pickles and slushies and wet pretzels. Regular pizza. But wet pretzels might be a food crime. But it sounds like there might be another food crime happening. The hall monitor apologized for the the pretzels getting wet. Oh, he did? Yeah, he said he was sorry. Oh, well, then we can let him go. That's not a food crime if he apologized. I didn't think he, I don't think he said he was going to fix it, but he definitely said sorry. <laughs> anyway, I, I want to know about food crimes, though. It's our favorite segment. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess alleged food crimes. Alleged food crimes. Sure, it hasn't been ruled yet. So um, I I got an email over the weekend. Oh, this uh, is adver- this advertising well. in, advertising a new dish. This is not uh, starting well. It is a it is a take on that American classic, the French fry. Nope. Oh no. 
They only like emails. French fries. Hold on, hold on. I like French fries. Right, so yes, I, will, I, I understand, gonna... but the only emails that you should get about French fries are like, "Hey, this is a place that you go to. We've added French fries," or like, "Now we have Cajun fries." Sure. Like okay, but like, I, I like French fries with stuff on them, like a loaded right. French fry, almost. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, like a Top poutine. Sure. Yeah, poutine is good. Chili cheese. So I will. I will also say that I'm getting closer to this. I I also enjoy the idea of um, like French fries dipped in a milkshake. That contrast of of salty and sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm but not this, against it. Uh, this goes a step too far. I'm gonna send you guys a picture. Please tell me it's not blended up French fries as a milkshake because that's just like mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in, oh, I might have sent it's it in to the, the subspace chat. transmission. Yeah. All right, hold on. We'll we'll we will adjudicate here. Let's. Oh. So what are you're there looking crumbled at? Crumbled up cookies in this. Hand cut fries tossed in marshmallow cream topped with Oreo cookie pieces. What's good? I'm about standing that? here with my mouth agape. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I it's have to too much. I what are they even dipping in? I think that is like it's got to be frosting, right? Cream frosting, yeah. I'm gonna because it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't look like. Okay, so like a thing you might dip a fry in, right? Typically is like an aioli or, or a ketchup, a ketchup, some kind of a, a one of these type of things. But you wouldn't serve that with this. This is way sweet, right? Yeah. What is wrong with people? This looks bad. It doesn't even look this, good. This this doesn't this doesn't look appetizing. I like to point. out... I think this is like a this, bad picture. Even. I also yeah. I would also <laughs> like to point out that I think this hand is photoshopped. Ooh, maybe you might be right. Let me zoom. Where's the zoom? I'd have to uh, open the, the nail polish. Hand. Looks awful fake. That uh, the nail polish is real. All right, zooming in, if it's Photoshopped, the person spent way more time than they should have making it look like the person's hand is dirty. I'm zooming more. Okay, this isn't great radio, but I (laughs) think this is Photoshopped. There's a fuzziness around the hand as if a uh, A a a selector tool took it out Mm. of somewhere else. Uh, it might not be. I don't know, but this I uh. Okay, now that I'm zoomed in on these fries, they look. It disgusting. looks really unappetizing, right? They look this so doesn't look gross. good at all. I think this is a this is a case of someone was like, I love salty and sweet. Let's put Oreos in the French fries, and like no one anywhere along the way actually made the dish and looked at it before they okayed it all the way out to the store. You know what would be better than this is if they were like, Happy birthday. If you order an Oreo shake, we'll give you a free side of fries. But what if we just put them together? Ugh. Ugh. It's in a mixing bowl, too. And the bottom That's my of point. it, the bottom of it looks like there's like mayonnaise or something underneath it. There's just like this layer of mu- or I marshmallow. The, I think that's the marshmallow. Yeah, cream. I'm pretty sure that it is, but it like it has settled in a not good way. I think. Yeah, I think no one made this dish and put it on a plate and looked at it before selling this to anyone. What happens because when the fries it, are soggy? At, the yeah, fries are it, soggy. And these colors look bad together. Yeah, those right? fries don't look good. It's like good. brownish, blackish Oreo All dust. Right, we're ready for yellow a french fry. We don't, even, no. we don't need more evidence. Crime. Crime. <laughs> crime high, all the way. High crimes and misdemeanors of... <laughs> everything done right. gaveled it has been gaveled <laughs> you know uh the good thing about this is that there's nothing raw in it yeah you can't mess this up it, that way i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell me about raw things oh man all right y'all you guys know you guys wear jeans sometimes, right? Everyone wears jeans. I am wearing jeans right now. Oh, hold on. Pa- I don't need to pause this story. I was told by someone else that they 
their family, not them personally, their family gets on their case about wearing jeans in the house. What? Like when you're at home wearing jeans indoors is like, it's not like indoor lounge wear. Like if you went to somebody's house, it's fine. But like if you're just hanging out at your house for the day. She get I, more comfortable jeans. I just didn't understand. But, I didn't know if anybody had but, heard this before. Wh- why? No. <laughs> okay. Well, am I, am I like required to wear sweatpants when on the on the I, off chance that she's listening? You've got it. We've got your back. We all wear jeans at home. Jeans are fine. I'm wearing jeans now. I wear every day. I feel like I wear jeans. Are I wear you wearing else? Are you wearing raw jeans? It's complicated. <laughs> Let's. Have you hold on? Let, if you put your jeans and raw jeans in the dryer, are they then cooked jeans? Nah. So it's okay. So the, the term is raw denim. Raw denim, and the the raw denim is related to the fabric, not the fact that the fabric is then made into stuff. The idea is that in in the the past, right, the memorialized past of jeans, you know. Hard scrabble miners and whatever. Jeans were constructed in a different way than they are now, right? Just because like mass production wasn't a thing, jeans were built in a way that they had to be really tough and last forever. That's like where denim, the uh, dev- you don't need to wash your jeans stuff comes from. Uh, so that is part of it. I don't, I don't agree with that part of it, and there are reasons to not agree with it. But that the not washing your jeans thing is part of this. Um, discussion, I guess. So the, the, you know, the, these jeans were built in a certain way. They were meant to like withstand all this work and last for forever, right? And when modern jeans now are don't don't act like this, right? They're they're constructed differently. They're sewn in different ways, and the fabric is pre-distressed, so you get that like faded look, and they're sometimes pre worn and so they have holes and and you know tears and stuff in strategic ways so that they look nice i will not buy jeans that have holes in them already i just yeah won't no i'm just saying that it's a thing that happens right uh-huh sure it, it's fashion right so raw denim is the like reverse of this trend where so unfashionable fa- jeans no jeans that are like completely untreated so they sew the fabric into the garment and then you buy it it has never been washed before including like to rinse the starch out of the fabric that they put in it so that you get it and they're like really crisp and hard (laughs) almost like to the point where it is like a um you know like you have to like physically like there's a break-in period in these jeans right you put them on and they're not comfortable oh they're like um uh, what are those shoes? They have to break in. Hmm, Toms. Uh, I thought you were gonna say like patent leather, but like the yeah, the idea that too. The like big work boots, right? Where like these boots are literally meant to last you until you like are seventy on the job site or whatever, right? Or they have like infinite life warranties where they'll just replace the sole for you as many times as you want, right? Some of those sure. kinds of leather shoes exist. Do your jeans have infinite warranty on them? No, oh. but they are intended to last a very long time. And the fabric is completely un like it is just like it's dyed and they did nothing. And to the point where sometimes these jeans are sold in what is called unsanfordized Sanford. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. There's no D. It's not a sports thing um, or a school uh, where the fabric is shrunk before being sewn so that it you you get like the size is truer, right? Because the first time you watch it, it shrinks a little bit. Well, so this are not shrunk. This wasn't already. even this wasn't even washed that way. Well, so I am a coward and I washed it immediately because I was worried about it not fitting. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, or I I wore them for like a week, just long enough to like break the starch out of them and then um, washed them. But what, the, what's that dye do? Since they've never been washed, you got to wash them separate. Yeah, so they they recommend that you wash them inside out on cold and by themselves. What? Uh, some some people will argue that you should be 
not even putting them in a washing machine. You should be washing them like in the bathtub, oh my just gosh. like submerged and then just like agitating them with your hands or whatever. Uh, I think those people are insane. I'm going to get a lot of heat probably from raw denim heads out there <laughs> for saying stuff like this. <laughs> because there are, there, there are people who are going to say like, if you want the crispest. So the thing about this, I don't right, want crispy that, jeans. I want comfy jeans. Well, so the, the thing is, is that after you do all of this, right? Not only do you have a very comfortable pair, but also the wear patterns on them and stuff are unique because it's to whatever you have done. And they fade, right? And so they will fade and you can get these really high contrast fades of like bright white lines and things like this that is unique to your pattern of wear in your body. Uh, which is a cool idea, right? So it's like these are personalized jeans almost. But in order to do all that, you have to wear the jeans for a very long time before washing them to cause that bright fade, um, which it seems gross to me also. Um, I kind of I think people should wash the jeans. Uh, you know, I mean, as long as they're not super dirty. So, yeah. And so I think the... The thing comes down to, right, so these jeans will, um, it, there are pictures out there on the internet of, like, the first wash, A, they will shrink, like, a, a good amount, right? Yeah. If they're, if they're unsanfordized, it could shrink up to 10%. Um, and some of the, you know, the ones that are maybe treated a little more than that, maybe still you even get, like, 3% shrinkage or something, which what, is serious. What drew you into the GQ world of of raw denim here man <laughs> so i have these been jeans buying... are not cheap first of all no yes they are not these are expensive jeans uh i've been buying a couple different brands of jeans for quite a few years and i have noticed from the first pair that i bought there which i like hecka years ago man like 10 plus years ago i loved them and they were great and then the next pair i bought also were great and then in more recent years, and like, you know, over time, the jeans wear out or whatever, get holes and stuff in places that are not great. And then you, <laughs> um, you know, or just like straight up, like, okay, the like cuff is falling off of this one now. Like, I can't wear this anymore. Right. Uh, or like one, the belt loops, like the belt just like had a straight up hole right there where the belt thing is. That wasn't great. Um, and the most recent pair I got from that company sucked. Like it was bad jeans. They were bad. Like, I don't know. Did they start using cheaper fabrics or change the construction or what? I don't know enough about jeans. Right. But I was mad. Like it went like the jeans lasted for like two years or something. It's terrible. I had one for like five years from this company. It was no problem. The jeans could have kept going except they were getting kind of ratty looking. But the this one is like two years and it was like falling apart on me. And so I was like, what the heck? And so I was like, well, I can't, I can't do this. This is terrible. Like if I'm going to be buying jeans from this place, I, I like how they look, but I have to buy them every two years. That's like, no, no, unacceptable. That's too, too often. Right. So it's like, all right, I'm going to spend a bunch of money on jeans and get like two pairs or something. I should get good ones. Right. So like, what is good jeans? And then that led me down this rabbit hole. <laughs> this is like an internet rabbit hole brought to life. It is. It really is. And and you can go, there are people out there that are so crazy about this stuff. There are brands that like only sell raw denim and they only have like, you know, they like limited releases and all this sort of stuff, like almost like sneakers or something somehow. Right. Yeah. I'm not crazy like that. (laughs) And, you know, so typically like raw denim also means like it's a hundred percent cotton, which most jeans are, mostly cotton but i think a lot of modern jeans also have like maybe one to two to three percent other things in there also yeah they gotta get them so they stretch yeah so like material like an elastic material or a polyurethane material or other kinds of materials that stretch right or potentially have like other characteristics that make them shiny or other various things right depending on how you want your jeans to look Mm mm-hmm well, these ones are all cotton because they're made like, you know, supposedly like 1950s jeans. Well, all cotton is like way different, <laughs> um, <laughs> potentially much hotter, right? And you can get like different grades or not grades, uh, what's like weight of denim. So like so you can get a really lightweight denim, which is like lighter probably than most normal pairs of jeans you can get. Or you can get really heavyweight denim that's like you should be using this if you're welding or something, <laughs> Nice. Uh, 
it's crazy okay. how many options there are. It's so weird and interesting to me. Um, and that's how JJ went broke on jeans. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on jeans, y'all. <laughs> I did. Um, but I figure, like, I wear these things, you know, almost every day, basically. So why not get a couple good pairs and, and make them last, right? Yeah. Uh, that was my thought process. I had a similar experience, and I wasn't planning to talk about it, since, since we're on the clothing kick. I uh, I don't buy expensive shoes, and I don't chase... You know, there's, like, this whole... Oh, my gosh, Michael. What? Was it you that linked the Nike story? The the woman who had to resign? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Can you... So, okay. You should tell people about this, just real quick. Okay, so, yeah. So, one of the, the high-ups uh, executives at Nike had to resign her position after it came out that... Her son had apparently used her company credit card, at least one that was in her name, uh, to buy a truckload, um, like a veritable truckload, if you see the picture. Like 18-wheeler truckload. Yeah, of sneakers for his uh, resale streetwear brand. Yeah. Okay, this goes way... You undersold this. (laughs) (laughs) This kid had been a reselling streetwear person for years. Oh, yeah. Like, it's his job. And was super connected in that industry. People knew this guy was, like, doing this stuff. They thought he was super well-connected. He had, like, sources, obviously his mom, and, like, (laughs) was really good at knowing how to get – because not only was this person able to, like, cap these limited releases and, like, know when they would happen and – know how long they would last, which is another thing that matters a lot in streetwear, right? Yeah. Because like if they sell it from this time to this time, well, how many are they actually selling? That makes a big difference, right? And on the value and all this stuff. His brand was super profitable. People loved this guy. Oh, it turns out he had insider knowledge the whole time. Like insider trading basically. Yeah, I'm I don't know how many people know how crazy that world is, especially in the like Nike releases where they'll do oh, we've got our special sneaker for like this week and this week only. There's there's brands like Supreme and others that like release streetwear that only comes out at a one particular store on one particular day and you got to line up in advance to go get it, you know? And it and it's not just Nike. It's like all uh, of these brands. Basically all of these oh, brands, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's an interesting article. I can't remember who wrote it. It might have been... Oh man, it might have been New York Mag or GQ or somebody. One, no, it wouldn't have been one of those brands. It was. It's one of these. There's have, the Jeff Jeff Goldblum Disney Plus series did one on sneakers. That's true. The very first episode, uh, yeah. but it it tackles this idea that um, a lot of middle class money goes to uh, propping up these brands with uh, performative purchases, right? Like, well, I got my. Supreme jacket or whatever, right? And now I got to wear it out. And there's like a whole sub class of wearing these things at the appropriate times so that you can show that you bought them, right? Like a a status symbol, right? It's very, yeah, very much so. And and I don't think we're immune to it. Like I'm, you know, I bought, I buy Legos that are expensive because I want people to see that I have them. Not like I want to show them off, but I like having them so that because I like having them, you know, and I think it's the same principle in a way. Uh, but this, these sneaker things have gotten so out of control that, yeah, like this guy was running basically an insider trading ring just for sneakers. Uh, mm-hmm. But any, your denim thing reminded me that I actually dipped my toe into the limited sneaker world for a, for a day. Because I Why? had, because I had to get Why? the, I had to get the. Why did you have to though? Just look at them. It's a, it's a shoe. Yeah, child. It's a the child shoe. <laughs> I see. Are you gonna wear these? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like hide them in a closet. I'm gonna actually wear them. This isn't my jam, but it looks nice, I guess. It does look nice. Okay, so Adidas Adidas did a whole line of uh, the child and the Mandalorian 
uh, footwear. How on a scale of like a lot to not a lot, how much were these? Nowhere near one of the Nike ones. Like okay, uh, okay. in terms of what I spend on shoes per year, I don't really spend on shoes. I actually buy. Here's a hot tip from the We Were Gamers crew: buy your shoes on Black Friday. All, every single sneaker brand is on sale through their website and through, through, uh, like resellers like Amazon and all those places. Um, you know, all that stuff is, is for eminent sale at that time of year. They got to clear it all out because next year they got to come out with all new fashion stuff. And so if you're like me and you don't really care particularly about exactly how your shoes look or whatever, uh, I buy two pairs of running shoes every single year at, on Black Friday uh, or in that week, roughly, of that shopping discount area, you know? Uh, and I have, like, a decent budget for that type of shoe. Running shoes are not cheap, mm-hmm. I would say. They're not, like, $40 uh, Reeboks, you know what I mean? Uh Sure. But this was not outside the range of that. I think they were not even a bill. Uh, I, w- I want to point out that also raw denim goes on sale and you should buy it then rather than full retail price. Similarly. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, if you can not FOMO uh, for a particular color or whatever, then, then you should always buy these types of things. Fashion stuff doesn't. I mean, it doesn't last long. They got to get rid of it. They got to move it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only issue, like, is if you are one of those people who has a size that sells out immediately every time. Which, yeah. Oh, yeah. Case, what if you bought a different brand? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a 10 and 10, 10 and a half on shoes. So good luck to me, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, like the most common size. And I'm like a 34 or 36 in jeans, which is. Also, like the most common size. Most common I liked. Size. I liked these a lot, but then they only had them in children's sizes. I was very sad. See, this looks worse. <laughs> I like the other one <laughs> You're not a fan of the brown shoe, huh? No. Yeah, those high tops were pretty good. The the like the light green and the black and the white and the red. Uh, I bought them thinking I'd wear them to Disneyland. Wah, wah. <laughs> sad i know i know i don't uh i don't have a great trip you know what i they do have a little bit of a transition out of this I, doing all this searching right now has reminded me i meant to talk to you guys about duck duck go search engine search engine there you go i didn't know if you guys knew what it was uh i'm pretty much done with it Okay. I've been using it for about six months. I decided, you know, I was going to switch to it and try it completely. And I have now started to hit the phase of needing to look things up and noticing that most of my hits in DuckDuckGo are three months old or something like that. And so, like, if you search the same thing in Google, you'll get a hit from today or the day before of exactly what you're looking for. But for some reason, their search engine does not populate well enough. I don't understand it. Or perhaps it doesn't re-index fast enough. I don't know. I was going to ask why why you think that it would not perform as well as a Google. Obviously, Google has a lot of data and can use AI to guess what you're trying to find a little bit better. So uh, it's nothing to do with that, right? It pro- well, I can't say that definitively, but I suspect it has to do with how much time, money, and effort they want to spend crawling various websites for new articles and new pages. Mm-hmm. Google knows that the the instant any web page puts up a new page, because they have servers out there looking for new pages all the time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Perhaps DuckDuckGo has a limited amount of that, and therefore cannot find everything all the time when new things are added. Yeah, it's starting to become a problem. It seems like their indexing does not keep up with the times. You know, like yesterday, yesterday I was trying to search uh, for some information about Tetris, actually. We should talk about that in a second. And uh, and I couldn't get a hit. 
I couldn't find any of the information I needed on DuckDuckGo. Went to Google, typed the same exact thing in, bang, there's the answer I needed right there. First hit. Weird. So I wanted to, like, take a six-month review in it and be positive on it, but I don't know that there's any positive solution other than just go back to Google. Oh, well. Sounds like a monopoly. There's a reason they're Google. This does sound... Well, you know, to be fair, I haven't tried Bing. Microsoft I, would like you to. <laughs> I guess I need to try Bing. Hey, if, you, uh, if you've tried Bing versus Google, if you've already done this work, email us. Podcast at WeWareGamers.com. Tetris. I placed top 10 in Tetris 99 last night. Congrats. Congratulations. Yeah. I noticed they were doing a another one of those free backgrounds or whatever this weekend. And uh, I needed something not so heavy on the brain. Because I've been doing... I did 20 hours of yard work this weekend. Shoveling and breaking things with hammers and all that. And, uh, yeah. That deeply cerebrally tasking stacking of blocks. <laughs> Yard no, work. No, yeah, but you know <laughs> I know you, what you mean. When though. your body hits you the mean. twenty hour mark in, in a day and a half, uh your brain follows quickly thereafter. I do I do understand. Tetris didn't require a lot of thinking, but you know it did require some thinking this weekend. That ending of WandaVision. Okay. I mean, it was just like, you know, spoilers, whatever, so on and so forth. Every spoiler in the world here? Yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everybody got trolled. Unless I missed something. Okay, bye. Bye. My my man crush, Paul Bettany, saying that he had always wanted to work with an actor that was still coming on the show. Turns out he just meant himself. I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was very confused where you were going. No, no. So the, uh, the huge rumors about like who's coming to be the big reveal. Was it going to be Dr. Strange? Was it going to be Nick Fury? Was it going to be, you know, all these things uh, were instigated, I think, a lot by him having said there was going to be another cameo. And it was somebody he'd always wanted to work opposite. I see. Yeah. That aside. The internet reads more into something than there is to see. Yes, of course. (laughs) Surprise. That aside. I had a great time watching WandaVision. Me too. Agreed. I wonder. Do you think this should be the formula going forward? We've got Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier is 11 days away. I mean, if they don't want to use this formula, it's or if they if they want to do this formula going forward, it's too late, right? If if they didn't do that for Falcon and Winter Soldier, like they can't go back right now, right? It's not um but I would be okay if they did. I think this was a fine thing. I I think the thing that I liked about this is that it didn't try to be an MCU movie every episode. Yes. I think that's the reason why it worked as TV. Uh, and if they had tried to do that, where you know the MCU movies always have, you know, I feel like there's some kind of imperative or something that those movies have an action scene every so often, or like, the director will be fired or something. I don't, it seems like a lot of gratuitous fighting in those movies. Sometimes <laughs> it's definitely like a formula, right? Every, yeah. every 16 minutes, you got to get them awake again. Can't stall too oh, long. People, people are going to leave the theater and walk out bored. If there isn't a fight scene here in another five let me, minutes, let me, let me yeah. let, let you in on a tip here. No one's leaving the theater because you paid too much money to be there. I'm just saying that that's what it feels like. They're like oh, so worried. Like they're worried about the reviews of like, oh, we can't let the reviews say it's boring. 
the review that says there's a, too much action isn't a bad review, but the review that says it's boring in the middle, that's the one we don't want. And so as a consequence, a lot of the MCU movies don't get any time to develop the characters because they have to show them fighting all the time. I think or, that's it, not an unfair assessment. And in some cases, some of the MCU movies uh, stars don't get much time on the screen because their only appearances are in uh, team up movies, right? Where they then are like the fifth most important character or lower potentially. Right. I think that's the big thing here is to say how much time would a Wanda get beyond age Voltron in the rest of the MCU I mean, you could probably add it up directly. Just look at the Avengers movies, you know, Age of Ultron plus the other two Avengers movies. I'm pretty sure that's every second of screen time Wanda had before this show. Sure. And it can't be much, right? Can't be. Vision got more, but maybe not even a lot more. Maybe less. I mean, yeah, potentially. Wanda got time after Vision. Yeah, and he was dead and in a large portion of four too. Um, aren't they from the same movie ish? Oh, are you saying that he counts because he was the voice of Jarvis? Yeah, he does count because oh, he's Jarvis. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. That's not what I was thinking of. But yeah, that's a good point. I guess, like, I don't remember when in Age of Ultron they both show up if they were at the same time or not. Well, she gets a stinger in the movie before Age of Ultron with her brother. Right. But that's it, I think. And then they both show up in the same movie. Ken, help us out. (laughs) I don't remember when Vision comes in, but I'm pretty sure it's Age Age Voltron. Voltron. Yeah, of course it is. Because he's got Ultron's body and Jarvis's brain and the Vision Stone, Mind Stone. Right. So I don't know. But I think it's good. This is a great way to explore those characters and to give us like satisfying narrative arcs for them. Because they can spend an episode giving them, like, characterization and not have to resolve it. It's okay. They can resolve it in three episodes later when, you know, they have had an arc now, right? Like, there's sure. enough time for them to have arcs, um, which I think is great. I have a lot of questions left open by this, but I think that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, it felt yeah, almost Mandalorian-like in its... Oh, I feel very satisfied, but I also still have some questions here. I think yeah. there's, uh, I mean, so did anyone else, uh, wonder like we're like witches and all this stuff, always a thing in this universe. <laughs> I don't know that I was prepared initially, uh, for that reveal that like, Oh, Hey, actual magic is the answer for some of this. I knew about Agatha. Uh, so in the in the comics, I knew that witches were a thing. I guess in the MCU, it, I don't believe it had ever been confirmed that witches were a thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I didn't miss that then, because I wondered if there was something I had missed at some point that was like, her powers are magic. I thought it was just like... Well, hold on, hold on. I mean, you've got Doctor Strange, and there he's called the Sorcerer Supreme, and you go through all that where it's about magic, and like actual magic. He doesn't have... Yeah powers so yeah not they don't they don't tell you that there's much world of magic outside of those movies but you at least get the idea that like wanda is magic alongside uh him being magic and therefore there's magic in the universe but i don't think the whole like there's witches covens and all this sort of stuff would have come about through that i think maybe i was too busy like head categorizing her as a mutant which is well, so that's the tough part, recently. right? Because if you read comics or even if you pay attention to the X-Men movies, uh, her brother's a mutant, her father's a mutant in those stories. So them having recanonized her in the movies as not Magneto's kid uh, makes it a much more unstable, well, what is she then? Who is she? What are her powers from? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it was definitely a little bit jarring for me because every time I think about the comics, I'm like, wait, she's she's his she her brother is still her brother, but they're not Magneto's kids. Although 
you know, they're going to bring across a whole universe of X-Men now. Do they bring over... Well, are they, though? Based on what we saw here, are they actually bringing X-Men over? Or was this just a thing that happened because Agatha was tricking her, right? Yeah, so I guess as of now, there are no mutants in that universe. Yeah, not yet. All the mutants are not there, so she's not a mutant. She's definitely magic only in in the MCU, which means she's a Doctor Strange. Well, as of now, we know she's more powerful than Doctor Strange. Potentially, I guess. Right? No, they said it. We... Agatha said that the, crim- the Scarlet well, that's Witch the pro- is... That's what the prophecy is, The prophecy right? says she's more powerful than Doctor Strange. Than the Sorcerer Supreme, right? Is that who is, she, they yes. said? Yeah. That's who, who is, Dark is currently. I know. Currently. Okay. I guess I would... we'll find out in multiverse of madness yeah so that's the uh the thing at the end there right does multiverse yeah. of madness bring across another pietro certainly could is that would how be we funny. get x-men it would be funny if they did and used the same guy again oh my from god the, no and then and then she had a reaction to it being like well this is fake <laughs> because she you know that would be a good that would be a good one that wouldn't necessarily like you know you could just slide in there and not have to do uh, a bunch of explanation for i but i don't know i don't uh, know what their plans are for that for i sure. vote against bringing over the quicksilver from this show you didn't I like think, him? I think the actor was good at playing who he was supposed to play in this show. So he didn't do a bad job, but now I would have that taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? Mm. And I yeah. don't need and, a bro Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah, and you also, you don't pull the same gag twice. I, I would yeah, fair. Not. Fair. Yeah. Um, and I didn't... I was going to say it wouldn't, it okay. just wouldn't, it wouldn't be on brand for them to make uh, jokes regarding a TV show in a movie. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say, Michael? I was just going to say, I didn't catch this at the time, um, but that that scene at the end where Wanda is astral projecting while she's sitting on the porch drinking her coffee, apparently the music that plays over that is a slowed down version of Doctor Strange's theme. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that either. That makes sense. I had to explain what astral projection was. (laughs) I totally didn't catch that. Yeah, like I said, I didn't I didn't catch it at the time. Yeah. Uh kid was like, Are there are there two of her now? It's like, well, so in Doctor Strange you learn about astral projection, so this is probably a reference to multiverse of madness being and obviously it makes sense to then put the theme under it, right? Uh right. but it was enough to see like, okay, she's astral projecting and doing the same thing Doctor Strange does, you know. Uh mm-hmm. how she learned how to do it is a good question. How'd you feel about basically having a whole show to say, Oh yeah. Wanda's Scarlet, Witch"? I mean, I, I liked that it was a, it was a different way to do an origin story, an origin story for a character that's already been around. Sure. Yeah. Which, uh, which I think kind of makes it harder, right? Like you've, you've somewhat established her as a character They've made nod to how she got her uh, her powers from the space stone, um, but to to actually flesh out how that came about, um, and then you know the progression of her into the actual Scarlet Witch, um, I felt needed maybe maybe some careful treatment, and they did a they did a really good job of it. Yeah, it definitely is not a story you'd tell in a in a movie. And another person's movie anyway. Trying to shoehorn it into like Doctor yeah. Strange or something else. Seems yeah, bad. you'd lose something. I really... Some of it felt very set up Like creating Pulsar in this. Just to, so that she'd be ready for... Um, Captain Marvel. You know? Felt yeah, uh, open-ended like, and weird. I Yeah, I was going to say... The- she felt like she kind of got cast off at the end. There. She definitely did. Right. After she got her powers, it was like, and we don't care about this character anymore. It felt like to me yeah. until a scroll shows up at the end and you're like, Oh, that's a scroll. Cool. 
But like they could have done that halfway through, like and it would have been the same. Yeah, almost. especially if she's not going to stick around Sword and be a story, you know, for Sword or something like that. Yeah, the better, you know what, you know, it might have actually felt better as a choice would have been to have this scroll show up and be the reason why she's not in the rest of the season. There you go. Rather than having to keep her captive in Pietro's Right, they keep attic. her captive until the very end, and then she doesn't really help much in the fighting at the end. Like, she she stops the bullets from hitting the kids, but... The kids could have stopped the bullets. Well, yeah, I mean, or dodged them. Yeah, I mean, the kid did stop one bullet, so... Right. You know. Uh, yeah, she felt as, like, a weird cast-off character after she got her powers. So I feel like... They basically needed to save time in that movie that's coming up. Uh, was yeah. she in the previous Captain Marvel? I haven't seen it. She, her character is not her that actress. Is no because the because of the timeline. Her character is much younger. Oh, in, okay. Is is a little girl in Captain Marvel? Right. Oh, it's a little Ant Man moment, huh? Yeah. Her so her mother. Um, the one who the one who has died, um, right? Is, is the main the character in, there. in Captain Marvel. Ah, uh, okay. She I, plays the best friend. I'm just holding off until till I watch the second one. At this point, to watch the first one. Oh, the first one's good. Oh, yeah, good. I I have no qualms with watching it. I just it never fit in before the uh, big Endgame storyline. I couldn't make it work, and so now that I, I've watched Endgame, it was like, oh, I didn't need to watch it. So. I'll wait until the second one's coming. Turns out you can kind of do that with Marvel movies. But you can do it with most of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because they don't reference each other too much, and it's not that big of a deal if you miss some. Yeah. So, what? I mean, we've still got a vision of a kind running around that's completely left open. Yeah. The worst color (laughs) scheme vision... Oh, the Dude, all, the all white. The minute that thing was revealed, Hasbro was out there with like, "We got toys," and I thought, "Wow!" So you just like pour it out of the mold and don't paint it, huh? Basically, it's it starts <laughs> selling the blanks. Yeah, it's a terrible color scheme. It's I just, wonder why they did like that. It. Like, you know what would have been cool is if he looked like he was just welded back together, and he was all that messed up vision that was in the thing in the. In the base. Well, I think it's supposed to be a not. It's supposed to be the white vision from the comics. Sure, I know. Which is a thing, but also I think that vision also looks worse than the other one. So, like, why? Like, why design? Like, why go backwards on your cool character design just because they did that in the comics? Like, you could just not. I mean, this a lot of this is for it's just like the Mandalorian, right? A lot of this is the nods for the fans that care. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, and I don't know. Uh, I know of White Vision. I've seen White Vision. When I saw White Vision on screen, I was like, "Oh, that was from a comic." I wonder if that's tied into eventually where they have their next big villain or something, and they need to have White Vision for that. I don't know. I assume there's a plan. It's going to be very confusing to movie people if they don't reintroduce him somehow. Yeah, I don't know. The I just I just think he looks dumb. <laughs> That's just my thing. I just don't like him. He doesn't look good. You know what? It means we get more Paul Bettany though. I am happy about that. And I assume he's off somewhere in the Fortress of Solitude trying to recover his memories. So maybe he'll act like good Paul Bettany vision rather than computer vision. Well, I think he got them all back. I think that's yeah, yeah. That he's got to process them all, though. No, know? yeah, yeah. Got to got to realize who he is. Man, that toy looks kind of silly. He's got yellow armbands, but he's all white. I'm sorry if Ken and why. I'm sorry if Ken and Kit are enjoying that toy, but uh, it's weird that he has yellow armbands to me. I'm sure he had them in the show, but Eef. Eef. Okay, uh, speaking of toys and new toys and ones that 
Okay, hold on. Do you think a new... This is what I'm going to ask. This is toys. Is a new Switch happening? Based on history, someday probably. Do you think Bloomberg, who has reported that there are new screens coming that are bigger, who said they're coming this year and has said that for two years, uh, is correct? I don't know. Okay. Do you think having a bigger screen is going to happen? I don't know. It's possible. Man, you guys are really out there taking a stand. I'll take a stand. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think they're wrong. And here's why. Joy-Cons. Make the screen slightly bigger. The same size Joy-Con still fits on the side. I don't see what the issue is. How would this... You could only make the screen wider. You couldn't make it any taller. You're you're assuming that they have to stick to the height of the Joy-Con. There are ways that you can make the Joy-Cons attachable to the sides without the screen being the same height. Or they can just sell you new Joy-Cons, Andrew. Yeah, but they don't... Nintendo doesn't tend to do that. Uh, Nintendo loves selling you new Joy-Cons and new uh, controllers all the time. What are you talking about, my man? The Wii used the Wiimotes two times in a row. Oh, you can still use your your old ones. Yeah, but they won't click to the side and be the right size is all I'm saying. But that's that's your problem, bro. They sold you new ones with that new thing. You could just use those. You can still pair your your little guys. That'll still work. So you think they'll have two sets of Joy-Cons out there for Grandma to mix up which ones to buy? At Christmas time. But Grandma, just these like, don't fit. Just like how they had the Nintendo 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS that no one bought because it was out for like three years before they canceled the platform. I bought one. And how many games used the new Nintendo 3DS? I don't care how many games used the new Nintendo 3DS. I bought one it, is the answer. It was <laughs> it was like three. It, it, it made older games faster too. Sure, and if they do something like that with the Switch, likely it will be a similar situation. Yeah, that part I get. I don't think they're going to get a bigger screen, is all I'm saying. I don't think the... Well, who knows? I don't know what the screen size situation is going to be, but I don't think the the resolution on the screen is going to change any because that thing's still handheld, y'all. Yeah. Leave it alone. Make it the same size. Who cares? Make it do 120 FPS on the TV, though. Nope. (laughs) Why not? Do you think that there is a processor they could fit in there that would make it do that? Yeah, because because they'd still do 720p like they've been doing. (laughs) It outputs 1080 in the dock. It does? I thought it was still 720 in the dock. No, it outputs 1080. Okay. Well, you can still do 1080, 120 in that little thing. My phone could probably do that. Yeah, on your like five inch screen on your phone. <laughs> it's a big difference. I, I think what they might do though is allow it to upscale to 4K and then say it runs it whenever oh, it runs it. Don't at. upscale. Don't do it. It's probably already upscaling to 1080p. So. Oh, that's fair. I would not be surprised if that's what they did. That's fair. All right. If you think I'm wrong because no one else wants to take a stand. And they are coming out with a bigger screen. I just, I just want to say I don't care. Like wh- whatever it does, I'm not going to buy a new one. I have this one. It still runs. I'm good. You know what they're going to do, right? They're going to do the same thing they did to me last time. They're going to put a Zelda skin on it, and then I'll buy one. <laughs> you mean when they release Breath of the Wild two as the launch title for it? You really think so? Breath of the Wild two is not this year, right? Uh, I think it might be Christmas. When do we? Mm. So hold on. They they said they're gonna do another direct just for Zelda, right? I don't think they've made an official announcement. They but said I don't they were gonna do something don't. else later this year for the thirty fifth anniversary of Zelda. Okay. Because basically, all they announced was the tenth anniversary re release of uh, Skyward Sword, a game that people don't like. Hey, you know, I pre ordered it. And I will give it a fair shake. I'm willing to give it another shot with the the upgraded controls. I'm going to waggle my sticks. Hey, now. It's better than waggling my Wiimote. You know what I mean? Best of luck to you. <laughs> I don't know that they're going to make it out of there with Breath of the Wild 2. 
this year. They it seem like if they were going to do it, they would have. That would have been the time to announce it. Right? They seem really behind the eight ball on. But who this knows? Type who of knows? COVID production. They seem really behind the eight ball. There's uh, um, Bombcast had a good week last week of what's his name? The Irish guy, Danny O'Dwyer. Yep. Uh, was on there explaining where the uh, COVID breakdown in production is going to happen. Everybody should go look to that. The language warning, but uh, everybody should go listen to that and understand a little bit of how COVID ripples are starting to happen through the industry. And I think they're even worse at Nintendo. The company notoriously known for its uh, office grind culture. The phrase, it's Mario time, is a thing. (laughs) That famously meant grinding very hard, staying many, many hours in the office to finish a Mario game. Yep. So... So I'm not optimistic about a new Switch or Breath of the Wild 2 this year, personally. But if I'm wrong, where 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 can you send the hate mail? Uh, you can send that to podcast at weweregamers.com. If you're really into raw denim and you want to tell me why I'm wrong about everything I just told you, I don't that's think also so. the place. I think you sold me on raw denim. Uh, or you, you can... Or you actually tried the Oreo fries and want to tell us the oh my God. you ever had. If you no, want to challenge our ruling on be. Oreo fries, I am ready to go. It can't, it can't be. So there's no point in there's sending no, that email. There's no way. If they weren't, those fries would need to be like triple <laughs> fried for them not to be soggy and gross. Uh, so that's podcast at webergamers.com. All of that. <laughs> Uh, if you have comments on, on the Oreo media. fries, it should just go to trash at wewergamers.com. Just send that straight to your own trash. Uh, you, you don't need to send it to us. Yeah. Uh, also, the uh, podcast is available on all fine podcasting services, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere you could go. If you're on YouTube, you can subscribe to us there. That would be really helpful. Hit that little bell to get notified when the new episodes go up. It'd be great. I... Okay, back to spoilers. Agatha was a good villain. Catherine Hahn did great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, really good. Like, I'm sad that she's gone. Good. Not gone forever, but, like, definitely written out for now. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. that's, all, that's, all my, that's all of my thoughts. Yeah, I like Catherine Hahn. She seems good. It's weird to just have watched nine episodes of a Marvel thing and like there was a lot of hype around it, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, yeah, that was good. I think I liked it more than other people. And I actually liked the middle and the beginning more than the end, which I think is the opposite of a lot of people. I like once the turn happens, the end, I can definitely see having it. It got messy ish, not like really messy. Like I'm, I'm bad mouthing it or anything, but like the having a character that doesn't have anything to do. That's kind of an important character, you know, like, like basically like most of the characters ended up with nothing to do. Yeah. I was just like, going to say almost Jim, all the characters. Jimmy Woo ended up with nothing to do. The girl, um, doctorate girl ended up with nothing Darcy. to do. Both uh, of the kids had nothing to do. The villain, the main, the, the, like the sword villain ended up with nothing to do, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, yeah, they introduced a bunch of people. So it got weird in terms of like, I know we have this big fight with Agatha and we got to spend the special effects budget in the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so like, yeah, maybe Bro, yeah. all that wrapped up well, though. It I did. It all, it all part, wrapped right? up good. Yeah. I, I'm not complaining. It just, yeah. uh, we got, we got ship of Theseus guys. What else do you need? Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was all right. Yes. We we didn't even mention that we want the Paul Bettany audio, audiobooks series. Which we do. I, I do. mean, <laughs> podcast at wewergamers.com if you know if Paul Bettany has written or read any audiobooks. I mean, I we're off, we're off the pod. Yeah, later, buddy. We're off the pod now. I can do research. Paul Bettany audiobooks. Let's see how Bing does. 
Audible. Audible probably has a list, right? Zero results. Oh, no. Oh, you have Audible? uh, No, no, no. But someone posted like two weeks ago, is there any audio book in Paul Bettany's voice as a Reddit thread? And someone looked on Audible already. Zero results. No. This is a crime. Where's JJ? We need him to gavel this. (laughs) 